BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So when I speak to people who are doing things that are going to help you uh, just improve and be better, that's the kind of people I love having on here. So I found... Doug C. Brown for you. He is the CEO of CEO Sales and the creator of CEO Sales Strategy Academy. And he trains people and companies on how to achieve sales sales success at the top 1% globally. So uh, hello. How are you, Doug? Because let me tell you, sales, everybody is always so intimidated with sales, right? And so mm. I think what, you know, what you're um, teaching people is going to be super sweet for the people who are listening, because a lot of my audience are entrepreneurs and leaders and stuff. So welcome, Doug, to Straight Talk. How are you? Oh, Nina, thanks. I'm great, actually. Thanks for having me here. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm great. I'm grateful that you're here. I, I believe we got introduced by Eric, and Eric is amazing. Twigs, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so yeah, so he's a good, he's a good, he's a good dude. So I'm like, if he is a good dude, I'm sure you're a good dude. So Doug, tell me a little bit about you. Like, who are you, Doug? Why are we listening to Doug? What's going on here? Who am I? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> who am I really? Right. right. Uh, no. Well, from a business perspective, I now have, this is going to sound crazy. I feel like I'm getting old. Uh, I now have 58 years doing business since oh, crazy, cool. huh? Right. Uh, you I don't even look 58 years old, but well, did you just start right out the womb or what's going yeah, on? Pretty much. I, well, at the age of three, <laughs> I actually started working in business. I worked oh, for my funny. dad's company at the age of three. I love uh, it. I'm, I'm 61. And, uh, yeah, I swept floors for 25 cents a week and by age five and a half, or five and three quarters, I should I say. I love it. <laughs> My, uh, they put us out in front of clientele and they were like, go sell, right? We'll help you, but uh, you know, go write orders. My dad had an electric motor and machinery repair, commercial business, repairing industrial equipment. <clears throat> so I was just a little five and a half year old kid that's out there. And and uh, what, what stuck with me was- I love that. Yeah, it was great. You know- now, my dad died uh, kind of young, uh, so I never had the chance. I never asked him. I said, dad, you know, dad, did you did you do this for low-cost labor or did you do this to teach us, right? Because all four of my brothers um, were there as well. And it was a, there was about 14 people in the company total. 
And I remember I was, a, you know, just a little kid and I would be writing these orders and asking questions and my grandparents were there and my dad was there and some of the other people that were employees were there helping me. And what stuck with me, Nina, was I would take an, a part, a part back then for, for some type of like maybe electric motor or something. And we'd pay $3 for it, but I'd sell it for 6 mm. <clears throat> And I remember I was getting 50 cents an hour back then. <laughs> and I remember I sold 10 parts in a day. And I remember thinking, my gosh, that's $60, but 30 of it is kind of profit, right? In my little brain, right. I, you know, back then I didn't realize about overhead so much, but it was like, okay, so it's $30, but I worked eight hours and I got $4. So I could either right. make $30 by selling something or $4 Four. by work. <laughs> Yeah. So wow. that's when I started thinking, man, you know, this, this leverage thing, which I didn't even know what it was back then. Uh, this is a good deal. You know, if I sell 20 of these things, I can make $60 in a day right. versus, you know, four. So, uh, so then I started, you know, figuring out how do I sell one part, then another part, like multiple parts, like, you know, combined selling, if you will, for cross selling and okay, well, if I could do that, maybe I can sell them a capacitor or something and charge, you know, $15 that we paid seven and a half and I make more, you know, so it was all this like stuff. So by the time That's I was smart, smart. Yeah. My, and you know, by the time I was uh, 10 years old, I used to go to school from eight in the morning basically and get out of school by 11 o'clock in the morning and then go work for my dad's business. <clears throat> and, um, you know, then I, then I started saying, okay, well, what else can I do? And I, so I started like taking other jobs that I could take. And, you know, the first one I could get was because I was only, you know, 10 years old, I couldn't get a paper route back then because <laughs> I wasn't old enough. So I persuaded my brothers to give up their paperwork, uh, their paper route, and then go out and get other paper routes. And what we would do is we started all these paper routes around it and I would actually either deliver the papers uh, or I would go find other kids in the neighborhood oh to deliver gosh. the papers. <clears throat> yeah, <awesome>. and, <laughs> and then I kind of take the, the, the cut right off, off the top. And I was like, okay, so now we get tips. So that's a form of sales. So, you know, we do a really bang up job and, you know, if somebody's, you know, I don't know, their oh. plant fell over, we'd knock on the door and go, Hey, I straightened your plant, you know, any, whatever it did make a little bit more money. And I just kept progressing from there. And I started businesses when I was young, um, got my first bank loan at 13. I persuaded my oldest brother, my second oldest brother to actually wow. co-sign a loan for me. Um, and, you know, it just kept going from there. So I worked for my dad until I was about 19 years old. My dad decided to, you know, sell the business out. Um, no, actually close it at that point and sell the assets. And um, so, you know, all my, all my, friends and everybody and everybody in my family, uh, except one was always in the military. So I went into the military at that point. And then when I came out of there, I went into college and, um, you know, cause what the heck you got to get a, an education, right? You can't be anything without an education. <laughs> so, to speak. Uh, so I did, I got a couple of college degrees. And then when I got out of school, I couldn't find a job. <laughs> I couldn't find a job. I went out of degrees in biology and nuclear medicine. And, uh, I got, uh, a hospital offered me emergency call. And when I was in there, I realized while I was going to college, I was selling music equipment and I was selling music equipment to a lot of the bands. Maybe Nina, you might've listened to. And I listened to when we, you know, growing up, 
you know, bands like Aerosmith and Boston oh, yeah. Eagles. And, you know, I was hanging out with all those guys and gals, you know, from the band. I remember Till Tuesday, you know, I had a song called Voices Carry back then. Um, and I, I was like, my gosh, I'm making more money selling music equipment <laughs> than I was in the hospital making. <laughs> and, and I remember it being kind of like this come to, you know, uh, the light conversation with myself, you know, what are you doing? Like, you know, you, you got all these degrees, but you have all this loan debt. And so why don't I try selling for a living? And, and cause I didn't even realize when I was selling music equipment, I was actually doing sales. I didn't, when my right. dad, I was doing it. Right? So, uh, from there, I, I, I got a job for a tele telecommunications company. And I became a major account executive for this company. Um, I don't know why they hired me. I, I, I was good at the interview, I guess. I sold myself in. But I really didn't have a lot of telecommunications experience. So I bought three telecommunications engineering books and read them over the weekend to kind of figure out what I was doing. Okay. okay. And, um, but I, I didn't know how to sell. I, because selling is just communication with people. So I knew how to do that. And uh, I became their top selling representative in the company um, Wow! In, in the first year. And, you know, I tripled my money that I was going to make in nuclear medicine in my first year. Wow. So I just never looked back. And then I just kept training to get better. And then it was like, okay, I want to just get better and better and better and then help other people do the same thing. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for the remainder of my life. <laughs> You know, what's interesting about your story, too, is, well, there's a few things. There's a lot there, right? So, like, the first thing is I love the fact that your dad um, really just instilled that in you, right, from when you were little. Because you could have been out there, you know, just on your tricycle or something. But he yeah. decided to give you something that still serves you for life, which is so freaking cool, right? Yeah. I, I love that. You know, what's really interesting to me is I think if you would have went to school for sales, you probably wouldn't have been so good at it. You know, uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's that not, not that going to school for sales is a bad thing. So I don't, I want to, you know, justify that, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that it's almost like, um, you learning to the, to do the communication is really what helped, right? Yes. Like really like having that bond with people, getting along with people, because it sounds to me like it wasn't pressure for you, especially like when you were doing it for college, right? You had an idea of what you were going to do with college and what you were going to do out of college, yet you were selling things for fun and to make money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think people take what I guess where I'm going is that I think people take sales so scary. They think sales is such a scary thing and that they can't do it. Right. Yes. But I think with somebody mentoring you or teaching you the right way, it's not so scary. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, you know, to some people, it'll feel like bungee jumping, you know, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. And for some people, it'll be like, oh, just, you know, we're walking in the park for the first time. Right. So that just a lot of what I've learned over the years is it depends on how somebody kind of grew up, really, when mm -hmm. it comes, you know, because we all have these, you know, experiences in childhood that shape us. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, and I remember, you know, and, and I've, I've done the same with my daughters. I have two daughters and I basically kind of plunged them into the world of business immediately. Right. And, uh, you know, I was bringing them to all the big events that I was doing, whether it was, you know, Tony Robbins event I was doing, or, you know, Chet Holmes. I remember we had, uh, Chet wrote a book called the ultimate sales machine. And I, um, 
I was Chet's president of training and sales for his company at that time. And, um, you know, we went out, to, went out to dinner and he was playing like, you know, uh, quarter games with, with, with the girls, you know, they were only like, like five years old, right. Six years old. But he was teaching them, you know, if I give you this quarter and, you know, you do, you, you are able to leverage this quarter by, you know, asking me questions and answering these questions, then you make more money. I mean, it was, it was a really cool game that he was teaching them. And, um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think there's nothing that replaces experience. Now there's nothing wrong with books and book smart and, you know, especially if you're going to do of something, course, yeah. you know, we want to get a foundation, but you know, when I, I, I learned in the medical field, you know, you could study all you want and we did. Um, but the first time someone had a heart attack, uh, I, I worked in nuclear medicine, so we did what we, was called nuclear cardiology, and we would do stress mm -hmm. tests. And it was basically stressing the heart to see if the heart was okay. And I remember the first time the man collapsed and fell to the floor, and we had to revive him. Mm -hmm. And nothing in a book prepares you for that. Right. <laughs> nothing, right. right? Um, and what did prepare me for that, though, was the military, because I had friends who got hurt and this and that. So it wasn't a complete shock, but it was, it was hard, but nothing in a book could ever prepare you for that. And I don't think in selling, you know, you can read all the, the, the closes and read all of the, you know, ways of handling this situation and say that and say this, which I don't like that type of training anyways, because it gets right. people in, into trouble. Um, I think it's it's really one of those things that we've got to we've got to get out there and practice, but practice in a safe environment, right? And because I don't know many human beings, including myself, who like to be rejected, and right. that's I think, part right. of the thing that knocks people out of selling. But if you think about it, those of us uh, who are listening to this, you've been selling your whole life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> children are the best salespeople in the world. They really are. <laughs> they, 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 they really are. I, I just, um, I was just talking with a friend of mine who's, I'm actually his client. I have a software startup company that we're doing and he's the uh, development company. He was telling me about his son, Fabian. Now they live in Poland and uh, in the, in Poland, the dollar in Poland is worth less than it is in the Euro, right? Which is also in Europe. It's about four and a half dollars. And Fabian uh, had a loose tooth and he's just a young, young kid. And so they were like, his tooth was wiggly. And they said, well, if you, if you, you know, when it gets more wiggly, if you pull it out yourself, then we'll pay you five Zloty. And that's like five Polish dollars. And Fabian in his child mind said, okay, well, we're going on a trip to Spain. And he knew that. And so what he said to his father he said, well, dad, if I wait and go to Spain and I pull it out there, can I get five euro? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah. he's going to, he's going to be something. He's going to be something when he gets older, boy, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. And, that's and, the thing, <laughs> and I was laughing at that as well. And I was like, man, you know, but children are so much like that. They are, yeah. they're an open book. Right. It's and then practical. it's just practical. 
Well, and and yeah. it's logical too, right? I yeah. mean, I think it, it's it's logical as well yeah. as uh, all. And and I think the uh, the thing is, is what happens is we grow up in an environment. And I grew up in a very kind of entrepreneurial environment. You know, not only my dad, but my mom was a kind of a very successful Avon woman. You know, uh, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know what Avon is, this cosmetic company that women. Um, primarily women used to go and sell cosmetics. That's and, right. And my mom did it. <laughs> my, my mom was a, a nurse and she used to do it, but she used to exceed her nursing income actually selling Avon. Wow. And I, I remember, you know, I'd, I would go home from school, come home, uh, do my homework. And then my mom had to go out and do her Avon stuff. So I would ride with her. And I remember, you know, helping her put all these little tiny lipsticks in bags uh-huh. and things like that. But, um, and then we'd go, we'd go see the ladies and they buy more stuff. And I remember writing on the, back then you wrote orders on a, on a mm-hmm. carbon paper pad, you know? And, um, and then at the end she would total it all up and then we'd figure out what the price was that she was paying for Avon from Avon. And then we look at it and we go, okay, this is what we keep. Right? That's and awesome. So, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's, you know, that's, that's in-home kind of training, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. what I was doing, but children, I mean, Dan Pink wrote a great book. It's called to sell as human. And he, he's basically making the point we're always selling. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I mean, if we, if a person goes out on a date, they're selling, they had to yeah. sell to get the date. Yeah. <laughs> We do it every day, right? When we when we get dressed up, when when I put on my makeup, when we yeah. wear certain clothes, we're we're selling the way we appear all the time. So, yes. Doug, so how do you take all of that? You know, because you have a lot of experience and you have a, an amazing resume, right? So you have all the stuff that you've done throughout your life and these big companies that you've helped and all of that. So, how do you now implement that for like entrepreneurs or business owners or you know people that want to learn? How do they learn from you? What is that tactic you use there? Yeah, so I mean, we teach people how to be in the top one percent of sales earners how to think and act that way, you know, whether mm-hmm. they choose to be in the top 1%, that's an individual choice, right? right. Um, but we, we teach them how to do that. <clears throat> and their sales, I, I, well, I, I don't want to sound arrogant or braggadocious, but I, I don't think we've ever had someone not improve their sales, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just a different level of implementation way of thinking and acting. Um, the first place, what I've learned over the, over life is, a lot of people say, I want this goal, right? So when you ask them, you know, where do you want to be in 12 months? They go, oh my gosh, I want to be at the top of the mountain, right? Right. And what I've learned is, <clears throat> let's find out what the top of the mountain truthfully is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the first place. Where do you really, and I would challenge anybody listening to this, whether it's now or after this, get clear on that point. Have total clarity on, I want to achieve this at a minimum, you know, as people say, there can be a stretch goal, but what is the minimum thing that has to happen? So if you're earning, I don't know, $125,000 a year and you want to be at 250 because you want to double your business. So you want to be at, you know, 250 and you want to be at 500 or whatever you want to do, or maybe you just want to raise it by 10%. I used to have that goal every year, Nina, I would just raise my income by 10%. That's Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens is when you do that and you're truthful about it, you ha- you got one has to learn how to do that. But you'll get the when you're working with somebody who can teach you that, which I had the benefit of, 
um, you don't grow by 10%. You might grow by 10% year one, but then the next year you grow by 35%. Right, 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 right. So um, that's the first place to start. What What is the truthful goal? Because then we can build a plan, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. whatever whatever somebody's selling, let's say it's an average, we'll just make it very easy. Uh, let's say it's an average of $10,000 they're selling that. And they want to grow their base by a hundred thousand dollars they want to get another hundred thousand dollars well we need 10 new clients right then we we can build a plan off of that on how to achieve that and we teach a lot of what we call leverage because you only have so many hours in a day so how do you actually get far more leverage in that process and as we're doing that generally what happens is their base that they currently have today or what they've been doing their close rate goes up their their all the metrics go up and so what happens is they create more money and sometimes uh, they actually work less hours than they mm-hmm, would do mm-hmm. in the first place because of that leverage. Right, right. Now, do you, are you teaching, are you teaching this like in um, like a course format or are you teaching this like one-on-one or tell me a little bit about your yeah. method? Yeah, well, I didn't know I had a method. <laughs> I really didn't in the beginning. Um, I discovered I had the method. So, uh, so when I was the president of Chet Holmes company for training and sales, uh, firstly, I was a coach for, for him. And I quickly became his number one producing coach. I I didn't know how to coach quite frankly. Um, and I never took a coaching class. Um, but in the first four months I was generating $65,000 a month in coaching sales for him. Yeah. I'm not surprised. (laughs) <laughs> well, because been doing this since you were out the womb, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> well, there was one other factor that I I didn't really know at the time, but I know now is I viewed coaching as what it is, which is the business of client acquisition. Mm-hmm. A lot of people view coaching as I'm a coach, so I'm selling coaching. But I always looked at it as if I can't get the client, then I can't deliver the coaching. So we would talk about their problems and the opportunities and what they were looking to achieve. And we would monetize that and figure out the plan of how to do that. And then I could supply the coaching after. And, you know, it's not hard when we, you know, we teach this and what we do. You know, if you monetize something to a point where somebody goes, my God, that's, you know, $5 million. And you go, well, you know, would you like to spend $60,000 to acquire that? Right. They don't go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Right. I mean, it's just kind of right. so. But once once I got there, then um, Chet came to me and he was like, what the heck are you doing? Because all those other coaches weren't doing that. So I said, well, I'm doing this. He said, well, why don't you help the sales division? You know, would you do that? And I said, sure. And, you know, so I did. And um, right around then, Tony Robbins had come into the company. He bought into the company. So essentially I became, you know, Tony's president of training and sales for the business divisions as well. And I looked at all the numbers and the metrics and, and started doing what I'm doing. And their close rate went from 17.8% to 43.2% across wow. the whole presenting team. Wow. <clears throat> so that's awesome. Yeah. That turned into literally tens of millions of dollars. That's right? so, awesome. Yeah. Um, so then he asked me to take another division and I did the same thing with his front end sales division. I think the close rate was 12 and a half, 12 something. 
and that went to almost 22%. So we had the front end, the middle end, and now the back end, he mm-hmm, asked me to mm-hmm. also do. And so I started kind of figuring out, uh, you know, there's something to this, right? Because right. you can't have three successes in, row, in a row. Then the head of coaching came to me and said, will you teach what you're doing in coaching? And I did. And their average order went up from uh, $1,500 a month for six months to uh, I think it was $2,500 a month for 12 months. That's, and that's so, awesome. Yeah. And that's how I learned, okay, I got a process. And then, so mm-hmm. I started like teaching it to people and uh, just continue to do that and build upon that over, over life. And I've always looked at people who are much what I consider better than I am. And I was always that student that would go out and go, I'm not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Let me see what the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree is actually doing. And then I would be like, oh, well, it's not really off much, but it's they're doing this little piece. So I would incorporate it. So over the years, that's what I did. And I honed right. it into a system. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I know that people who are listening right now are like, okay, we need you, Doug. We need you, right? Because there's so many, you know, a lot of things are saturated out there, right? And I think people are starting to get a little bit disheartened, a little discouraged about, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go with coaching because that's, that's what I do as well. But like the coaching industry, for instance, is very saturated, right? And so um, not that it's impossible to grow, but people still feel like, oh, there's too many, forget it. And they don't realize that there is an art to it. There is an art to sales, right? There is an art. Um, You can be, I think you also should be not only have know the art of it and how to to actually do it, but also be ethical, right? Um, You know, be somebody who comes with integrity and, you know, being ethical because, um, you know, you shouldn't be selling something you actually can't deliver. So I'm really, really glad that you came on to talk about this and also about, you know, um, that you have a system because I'm sure that people who are listening are like, okay, Doug, what is the system? Where do we go? How do we find you? So (laughs) I'm going to have you give us that nitty gritty. Like, how do people get to work with you or get at least get, you know, their hands on um, being a part of the system so that they can grow their business. Well, there's a few ways of doing this. Um, We're, we're rolling out what I call the 1% Academy. So again, I was working with companies and doing this primarily, and then some individuals, right. Or some CEOs or owners of businesses or whatever, and teaching them that. And uh, my wife actually was instrumental and she came to me and she said, (laughs) you got to teach this to, to everyone, right? This is, and, you know, because she was a coach. In fact, agreed, she, agreed. you know, <laughs> she, she was my client actually. So I ended up marrying my client. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so I told her that, that was probably my best sales uh, ability ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, and uh, so, you know, we started what we call the 1% Academy, which I'm rolling out in the fourth quarter of this year. Uh, so I've got a couple of resources for that. One, uh, I have written an ebook that actually just was done yesterday. Oh wow! Uh, so uh, can I give that away? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. Uh, if they go to www.ceosalesstrategies.com and they then put in forward slash one P E, so one Paul Echo, it stands for one percent ebook. So CEO sales forward slash one uh, PE. 
Is the uh, one a word or a oh, letter? A number. I'm sorry. Thank number, you for asking. Number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. See, it's so new. I didn't even. I didn't even remember to tell people. That. So, right. and then if they if they want to get on the waiting list for the academy, which is not going to come out till the fourth quarter of this year, but they'd like to get some information and they'd like to, you know, um, you know, stay in touch in that regard. They can go to CEO Sales Strategies dot com and then just forward uh, forward slash Again, the number one percent, so one percent, and that will get them so they can jump onto the uh, mailing list if they want. And if they want to reach out to me directly, by all means, you know, uh, send an email to uh, you matter y o u m a t t e r at ceo sales because I have a team of people who picks up these emails and and there it will get to me and I will respond to you. So okay. um, please do. And then I guess LinkedIn is Doug Brown one two three. If they want to know more about me, that's awesome, Doug. Thank you so much for being here. I love like leaving my audience with amazing nuggets and things that they can utilize, and um, you know, contact people. And you know, a lot. That's what I love about my audience. Actually, is that they do reach out to a lot of the guests on my show, and I love that. So thank you okay. for pouring that knowledge in, and for you know, developing something that you know us as you know, coaches and entrepreneurs and all of us out there that are trying to make this happen can jump on. So I'm definitely going to go look at that ebook and I'm going to make sure I link that information. Do you have something okay. else? Yeah. Can I sneak one more thing in for people? Yeah. I think this is important for people. When you're looking about being a, a person who's great at sales, <clears throat> the reality is you can be really good at sales or just good at sales, but be a, an excellent master prospector. So the person who's able to be a really, you know, the master prospector will always outsell the master closer. Always happens, always has that I've found. So what we do teach in, in, the, in the academy is not only just how to sell and convert, like how to handle the conversations, but how do you go get new business, right? Mm -hmm. Because, and do that as part of one system, because a lot of times they marketing and sales gets disjointed and that's, part of the challenge on the conversion rates that people are looking for. So I wanted to sneak that in, Nina, because it's so important for people to understand that marketing and sales are not separate. They're one unified process, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. to do one thing, which is to, you know, do what you said, play win-win, not sell something you can't deliver, not be engaged in something that they lose and you win or they win and you lose, right? It's, right. it's, right. it's really a relationship when it comes yeah. down to it. Thank you so much. That's wisdom. Wisdom dropped for you guys. Thank you so much, Doug. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm really glad you came on Straight Talk. I appreciate you. Well, I Thank really you. appreciate you, you having me on here. I appreciate you. And again, I'm very grateful to be here. So thank you. You're welcome. It's such a pleasure. Guys, make sure that you follow Doug. I'm going to link all of his information below and the new ebook that he just came out with. So you guys can at least start getting that ebook into you and reading everything and put your name on that list so that when he does launch it and, you know, come out with it, you're going to be uh, getting, you know, that information so that you can jump on and be, you know, in the top 1%, right? Because that's what we want to do. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com 
slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.